You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. Tonight, it's hosts only. Got a couple people on the DL, got a couple people with some tired vocal cords and some uncooperative sinuses. And if my tongue does not fail me again, we should be able to get through this with but two. That is your host, Spencer Hall. Hi, that's me. And uh, on the other end of this here microphone and headset, I got Jason Kirk and beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. Say hello, Jason. Hey, what's happening? I'm here on the uh, Internet's Only College Football Podcast to discuss the Internet's Only College Football team. That would be the the Ohio State Buckeyes, the only team that matters each and every year. Uh, Somehow, through it all, they've only played, I think, like one and a half games, roughly. But still, hell or high water, they have managed to be the focal point of all conversation, all discussion, as always, as God intended. At last. At last, Ohio State's dream comes true. Not only do we have to talk about them, we, we have to talk about them as the center of the universe for going yeah. 5-0. and 5-0 and <laughs> over the course of a, of a season. Who's done that before? Except, like, I don't know, Northwestern. That's you know that's that's how good they are, folks. They've they've they're almost as good and consistent as Northwestern was a couple of weeks ago. Buddy, they've beaten Rutgers. They have beaten <laughs> Nebraska. They've beaten the worst Penn State team ever. They've beaten Michigan State. They didn't play Indiana. No one saw that happen. Murderers row. If we're gonna talk about the Bucks, they beat Michigan State, a Michigan State team that lost to Rutgers. And they also beat Rutgers. They beat both ends of the they Michigan State-Rutgers rivalry. They beat both notable teams in the Rutgers-Michigan State game. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, so the, the current hollering in the sport is, as always, it's about Ohio State. Um, it is about whether the thing we've been talking about on the show for a month, um, we always seem to find the really stupid storyline that we know will be a thing. And yeah, will the Big Ten mess with its rules, which it has already messed with by canceling its season and then uncanceling its season? Will it further mess with meth, 
What's up, Midwest? Will it further Yo! mess with. <laughs> uh, I think messing with the rules is letting Indiana play in the title game, which um, should happen. Which should happen, by the way. Uh, yeah, because I was, because they've played I, enough games. I was rolling. Yeah, they've won. They've qualified, and two, I was rolling through all of those wins mockingly that Ohio State's piled up. All five of them, bow, bow down to five win Ohio State. And I was rolling through them, and I was going to go, they beat Indiana. And I was like, but wait, that's actually really good. Yeah, we can't, Indiana's we can't, pretty good. <laughs> can't dwell on that. But, I mean, yeah. Indiana beat Michigan. Ohio State was scared to play Michigan. So, that's, Hey, 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 fella. <laughs> as, I put on, as I put on my acid wash jeans and belt them with a jersey and a leather, <laughs> like a custom leather Ohio State jacket that I wear, walk up in my new balances. Hey, pal. As I, put on, that. as I put on my hoodie and bike shorts. <laughs> the hoodie and bike shorts is a provocative Ohio State combo. <laughs> if like, you came up uh, to me in actual, in actual like spandex bike shorts and an Ohio State jersey, I would assume I was going to have to call the police. I want like every Ohio State fan dressed up like 1982 weightlifter or, or even better, like 1982 um, college wrestler. Like we mm-hmm. need, we need big puffy sweatshirt bike shorts and the headgear and yeah somebody sneakers wearing, with high top socks wearing a tr- wearing a trash bag because you just came out of uh you just came out of the sauna where you're dropping some weight you got to make weight i don't even have a match i haven't wrestled for 18 <laughs> years it's just habit i just got to make weight for september <laughs> and the making weight is like this means you went to wendy's in the trash bag right like I'm I I'm got, I've got to pile on good weight and get rid of the bad weight. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm just I'm yeah. just a furnace for the bad weight. I just sweat out the bad weight with water and I put in the good weight with this Wendy's grease. It's it's, I'm a, just, it's a system. <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm, I'm like a uh, I'm just floating in this garbage bag of my own sweat. That's how a coach said <laughs> I have to. You wanted us to talk about you. We're talking about you, Ohio State. <laughs> it's glorious. I feel so bad, by the way, for Justin Fields. Justin Fields has the most cursed college career of anyone who could be considered a success. Like, there are cursed college careers where, you know, you're Josh Rosen, right, who has the dual honor of having a cursed collegiate and cursed pro career because he got yanked around in both spots. Justin Fields is a very successful quarterback, but he is also cursed because he gets a five-star offer out of college, out of high school for college. That's great. Who gave him that? He goes to Georgia. We're all set at Georgia. Nobody can compete with me. Ow! That's Jake Fromm. They'd rather take the guy who always takes the four-yard check down than me. And they don't have to teach uh, anyone at that school how to run a hybrid offense. So I'm, I'm out. I got to transfer. Okay, that's kind of bad. Then I go to Ohio State and I get a shot, a legit shot, where I get to run all the way through a fairly weak Big Ten schedule and get to the playoff looking spectacular, looking so fly. And then what happens? Bam! I face I face Clemson in the game of the year last year. The most physical game I watched all year long. And you lose. By barely. You lose you lose, by the way. Like I didn't come away from that game thinking Clemson was the better team. I just thought, well, they got the last possession. That's well, it. And like, the- and the anti Buckeye refs and ESPN you, you and the uh, and, and Q said that the anti Buckeye refs, but yeah, Justin feels like everyone just unanimously agrees one of the you know two, three, four, five best players in all of college football for uh, two years in a row, and, mm-hmm. and and he's gonna get and he comes back and he's like, oh, got a big swing, this is my year, this is my year. What could possibly go wrong to interfere with the skyward trajectory of Justin Fields towards every possible postseason award, plaudit, and championship and title imaginable? A plague! A pandemic! That's what stopped Justin Fields from having one of the most impressive years in Ohio State history because he would have mowed down the rest of the defenses in this schedule and what stands between him and all that after transferring, after running into a completely random bit of excellence in the form of a Clemson team, which was probably as good, just equally good 
And maybe, yeah, one bad or one or two bad calls. And then he, he gets he gets his season shortened by COVID. There's a lot of tragedies associated with COVID that obviously eclipse this by a factor of a billion. All right. It's just worth noting that when you go, who's had a successful but very frustrated roundabout collegiate career that only got weirder and more frustrated in the final year? It's Justin Fields. Sorry, man. Yeah, I wish I, I mean, wish it had I, been easier. I do. I really wish it. Had, I I wish that for most everyone, but yeah, Justin Fields included. I think if you enroll at Georgia, you know what you're in for. You know, like <laughs> not if you're Jake Fromm. <laughs> Jake Fromm enrolled at Georgia, and he's like, "Easy Street, baby. These people gonna love me. My name's Jake, and I hunt. Here's a four yard check down. I'm well, a yeah, god." He, he enrolled because what is he gonna do with his spare time? Boat. Get in. Get in. Uh. Get in. Lake injuries. Right, golf? that's what Jake Fromm likes to do. Yeah. Listen, he bo- he like he liked boats, he liked golfing, and he liked hunting. What what man more Georgia? That's the whole sentence. What man more Georgia? No man more Georgia. Yeah. I mean, it's, so Jake basically, uh, high school quarterbacks. If your goal is to win national titles, uh, well, there's two schools you can go to. Um, if your goal is to get lake injuries, you go to Georgia. If your goal is to rank either number four or number five, Ohio State. It's pretty simple. Um, speaking of rankings, <laughs> Ohio State is the uh, center of controversy because the Big Ten uh, has to decide whether to let them play in the title game or not, uh, which means getting to play either a number 14 Northwestern or a number 16 Iowa. Massive difference there. Um, that the, Whether they get to play you know, a team two spots above the other will completely decide the, uh, the course of the universe. But, Spencer, these rankings are bullshit. I mean... You know, that's that's not a I, new take, but no, and and I I have not seen them. I okay. I came in I came in, opened the notes. I've been like doing domestic stuff, putting kids to bed, uh, you know, washing kids, uh, washing kids in bed, putting the bed in the shower, and feeding them while in the bed in the shower, getting right. them ready, multitasking. And I have not had time to look at these rankings, so I will be reacting with fresh shock and awe. Okay, to these so. Um, Coastal Carolina, our beloved beach chickens, our rowdy boys from Greater Myrtle, seven and zero against the Sun Belt, one and zero against the Big Twelve. All right. Yep. Yep. Iowa State, zero and one against the Sun Belt, and they have also lost within the Big Twelve. How many spots would you guess separate Iowa State and Coastal Carolina in the playoff rankings? I'm gonna go six. That's right. You have your, you you have uh actually let's see one two yeah all right it's, so it does work just like uh, subtraction but yeah six spots Iowa State moved up which that's fine they destroyed a okay West Virginia team uh, they jumped the undefeated Cincinnati Bearcats that part's not okay uh, Coastal Carolina moves up for beating BYU that's great but the disparity between these teams it's crazy. Iowa State has lost two games, including one to a team that Coastal Carolina beat. Georgia has, <laughs> hey, it's Georgia, it's you again. They have Look lost two games, neither of them competitive, both against uh, both against top six teams. Okay, that's cool, that's good. Compare that to Indiana, which only, it's you again, only lost one game to a top six team, and it was competitive. Georgia ranks three spots ahead of Indiana. What, what, mm, excuse me, Why? No one Why? knows. Georgia's number nine. Based on their best win is five and four Auburn, and their second best win might be against Mississippi State's backups. And it wasn't. It you know, that was <laughs> a lot closer than it should have been. So like, what we're staring at here, the New Year's Six situation, where basically this year a team's going to need to rank in the top twelve to make the spot, um, to, to you know to make the cut for an actual really good bowl game. Our beloved Hoosiers and our beloved Chanticleers, Chanticleers. The shants, baby. The shane to clears. I'm going to call them the dirty shants. The dirty shants. They're both right on the cusp, number 12 and number 13. We don't want to have to pick either of these teams. We don't don't have to choose between our beloved children. Get Georgia out of here and let them both in. Make everyone I always think, man, Coastal, Coastal needs to get in because America needs another team that can take the bulk of the population and win their loyalty. And by that, I mean the bulk of the population who didn't go to college. I don't want y'all worrying about people who are going to call you on that. I don't want you someone going, well, did you go there? So I used to do that. You know what that is? 
Rank snobbery. You should be able to like any team in the world that you want. All right? Any team. Except for the Italian men's national soccer team. That's a heresy and a sin, and it means you hate all things good and dislike art, beauty, and the concept of truth. But other than that, I'm in favor of you rooting for whoever you want. And I think it's important to have a team that people can just pick up because they're like, hey, you know what? I want a team that's basically the equivalent of popping a cold one and crushing it on my head. Guess who that is? Coastal Carolina. All right? Do you know who's not going to give you shit about not going to Coastal Carolina? Somebody who's rooting for Coastal Carolina. They'll be like, hey, I like both of those things, Coastal and Carolina. That sounds dope as hell. That's not so awesome. big on not so big on university though. <laughs> it, did I say that part? No, we're we're branding them, baby. Who do you root for? Coastal Carolina. Do you want those windless, stagnant inland parts of the state? Do you want those exhausting cardio heavy mountains? Hell no. We don't want any of that. I want all that flat stuff so I can just coast to the ocean. And back. That's that's what I want. That's why they call it Coastal Carolina, because you can just coast on in, baby, and root for this team. That's right. That that's that's right. So I mean, we fixed the rankings. Just get Georgia out of here, bump everybody else up, and then everyone is happy. Um, yeah, that's really the only. That's that's the story. Uh, we have the top twenty raging Cajuns. That's that's bizarre. Let's hang on to that. Um, Colorado and USC. This is also fun. Both undefeated. Uh, <laughs> yet in the same division in the Pac-12. Well, Therefore, sure. they're just going to pick a winner. And Yeah. Cool. I love that. <laughs> I love that, by the way. The Pac-12, at every point this season, the Pac-12 has chosen nonsense. That's been their only choice, to be fair. But they haven't even pretended to make sense. The Big Ten, they've relied on principle and trying to do things right. The Pac-12, they haven't even had a head. They've just been a headless chicken, running from one option to another randomly. Larry's like they've they've done nothing coherent. So if they came out and they said, by the way, our champion, despite having an undefeated Colorado, is winless Arizona State, I would say yes, that is your champion. The Pac-12 has chosen correctly and accordingly with everything you've done. Everyone else has tried to choose some kind of protocol, some kind of order, some kind of like basically semi-sensical sounding way of doing things. Hell with that, man. Pac-12's just like. <laughs> We don't know either, man. Here, someone step. You you want to go? Yeah, you can go. Washington State, come on down. I like. I feel like the uh, Larry Scott's looking up. Like, we have two good teams. What the hell? <laughs> How the I fuck did that happen? <laughs> I think he's looking up. Like, Colorado has a football team. I was not aware. <laughs> when did they? No. Where is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I follow mostly tennis. That's my sport. <laughs> Um, so speaking of just making shit up on the fly, mm -hmm. uh, can't help but note, Ohio State, number four, could really stand to shore up that number four ranking, hold off everyone else. Uh, meanwhile, number five, Texas A&M, they were supposed to play Ole Miss. They could use a chance to play right into that number four spot. Go take it from the Buckeyes. So, so we could set something up here, and I've seen some of the discourse couldn't help but note that midpoint between College Station, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, is, of course, the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. I've seen a few people recommend that we just go ahead and have ourselves a quarterfinal in Memphis. Let's just fight. Let's go fight in Memphis. What better place to go? Hey, you just park your car there. We'll get out. We'll settle this on the riverbank. We'll both walk away, respect each other's masculinity, and get on out of here having resolved our differences. Through the art of fisticuffsmanship. I guess they could go play it in Ann Arbor. <laughs> a football game? In Ann Arbor? <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, you know where that leads, though. They'll watch them play, and they'll go, hmm, it's a and team. They're not flashy, but, man, they're really getting it done. It's <laughs> a big offensive line. Oh, the defense, they're kind of playing all over the place. I don't know. I kind of like the cut of this guy's gym. What's, say, say, what's this? Oh, Jimbo Fisher. I'll have to look into A him. A man where's with two first names. Hmm. Where's he from? West Virginia? You know who else was from West Virginia? Fielding Yost. Everyone in the background goes, Fielding Yost. Because that's what you do when you say Fielding Yost. It's everybody has to say it together. Michigan, it's like Randolph Scott in Blazing Saddles. You have to sing it in unison and praise. 
that's what they'll do. They'll go, oh, I mean, we're in the market. And you know what Jimbo will do? Hey, listen, y'all, I will do it for 85 million guaranteed. 85 million cash, guaranteed. 10 years. And you got to buy me out at AM. It's only 40 mil. Because Michigan, Michigan's got more money than God. And they'll go, he's fielding Yost 2.0. Let's do it, y'all. Let's hit well, up Stephen think... Ross for $150 million. <laughs> so I think they take one look at, at Jimbo's style of football and they say, this guy's boring as hell. They got to get him in here, right? And well, we've, tried ex- we've tried exciting. That hasn't that, that didn't work. Yeah, th- th- this, this is as far from uh, rich rod excitement as you can get. But they also look at that first name, right? And they say, we, mm-hmm. we like the idea of Jim. Jim was here, and Jim was okay for a few years. We're, we're tired of Jim. You know who we really liked was Bo. We liked Bo. Bo was the guy. Jim needs to be more like Bo. We need a Jim Bo. Wow. Right, you, see? you see the vision? Michigan, wow. go get a Jimbo. You know, there's one problem with this whole plan. Jimbo Fisher has won a game in the Rose Bowl. Um, yeah. It's going to be, be problematic. He's the only Bo to have ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> I, just like, I love the idea that Bo Beckler went to the Rose Bowl every year and was just like, I can't think. There's too much sun. <laughs> Ugh, it feels good here. Yeah, it's ah, so comfortable. Makes you weak. <laughs> it's just so much golf. <laughs> yeah, it smells good. Mountains. God, eucalyptus. What is that? That's some kind of sea creature. No. Yeah, I the idea that Bo Beckler lost all of those rose bowls because California was too hospitable, pretty, and nice. I am 100% buying into that theory. Sir, uh, A&M, what were they again? In the rankings? Yeah. They're five still. Oh, man. They looked good against Auburn, didn't they? They looked really, really impressive. Like the fifth best team in football, <laughs> would you say? They look like the fifth best team in the SEC, yeah. <laughs> and I think in 2020, that's fine because... If you look like the fifth best team in the SEC, that probably makes you the most consistent team in the conference. Like every week, I can look at AM and go, Yeah, you'll probably win. Not like, Oh, you're really well put together. The team's going to smoke. They're just going to destroy whatever's in front of them. No. But, you know, four, fourth quarter rolls around, and you're like, Ah, eh, kicker's in position. The other team's not doing anything. We've ground this game down to a fine halt. Well yeah. done, Aggies. I feel bad because, like, I don't want to pick on A&M. They didn't ask for this ranking, you know? And, like, no. if they had a more realistic record, like a 6-2 and two or something like that, you know, we'd probably be like, actually, you know who's really good is A&M. Like, but because of the magic line under the number four, we're forced to say, eh, you know. Um, this is a, by the way, this is a way better option than if they'd actually been ranked four. Because, you know, oh, we'd, we'd be saying then, we'd be like, God, they're absolute trash. What would we do if Ohio State had lost a game and the Aggies were stuck at four for weeks and weeks just staring down the <laughs> barrel of Alabama? <laughs> It'd just be, man, that's just, you're like, that's the, this is my safety school. God, they're hanging at four. And if nobody else sends me a letter, I'm going to have to go there. Um, not, but I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the fine top 25 public research university, Texas A&M, is bad school. It's at least as good, if not better, than the one I attended. So that's fine. I mean, it is one spot ahead in the only rankings that matter. So, that's true. It's true. Um, so, one very, very fun subplot is Gary Barda, Iowa athletic director. He's also the chair of the playoff committee, the person who has to go on ESPN and answer questions from Reese Davis each week explaining these things, which for years has basically just amounted to, eh, they are what they are. Um, he has, at the same time, the tasks of overseeing the group that ranks Ohio State number four each week, meaning it's in line for a playoff spot. Also, he's part of the group deciding whether Ohio State gets to play Northwestern in the conference title game or Iowa in the in the third place game, which means Gary Barta, his, his, uh, his, his, uh, his uh, incentives here, right? Um, mm-hmm. At the Big Ten, obviously, you want a team in the playoff. Athletic director of Iowa, you'd rather not play Ohio State, right? 
it, it went great that one time, but I, I think they see you coming this time. So let's let's not push our luck here, Hawkeyes. Um, it's just funny that one per- in a sport this stupid, one person is wearing two hats that 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 conflict in this way. Um, great job, just great job, everyone. Just really any, a simple reason, puzzle. I was gonna say, and and listen. Whatever conflict and whoever Gary Barta owes things to, I'm going to go ahead and let you know Gary Barta's going to pay off. He'll pay. Gary Barta will get you paid. Because if you're on Team Barta, you're going to get that check. Gary Barta's the one who keeps writing massive checks to Kirk Ferentz. And did that no matter what was actually happening with the Iowa football team. Just, Just kept writing them. Kept getting them, man. Uh, so if you want to talk, and uh, by the way, um, if you're an uh, Iowa fan who's going to go, hey, I'm going to defend Gary Barta. Don't. Don't. He don't doesn't make, need don't, it. Don't. Yeah, he's fine. He gets paid millions of dollars, right, cumulatively to do this. He's good. He also has this weird sinecure of a job where he gets to decide what a good football team is, which in his position as Iowa athletic director I might slightly question his judgment on 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 that. The um the other really fun thing about conferences being able to fiddle with their title games is uh the ACC has two teams in the top 3. If they play each other, Notre Dame might win, in which case Clemson will miss the playoff, costing the ACC, I would say, its best shot at a national title. If Clemson beats Notre Dame badly and makes the first game look like a fluke, it's possible Notre Dame could miss the playoff, thus, again, costing the ACC a spot, putting someone else in, uh, you know, make, making it so you don't have a guaranteed ACC team in the championship. ACC, is it really worth fulfilling your contractual obligations to the Dr. Pepper scholarship toss in Bank of America Stadium or wherever you have that thing now in order to risk getting two teams into the playoff, two teams in the top three. If they're going to play each other anyway, cancel the ACC title game and make it be the semifinal. This is, this seems extremely obvious to me. Who needs a conference title game? We didn't have them until 1992. The ACC didn't have one until 2005 or whatever, right? I Just get rid of it. I, I do enjoy this turn toward traditionalism because the ultimate turn toward traditionalism is what a lot of Ohio State fans are just going to argue for anyway, which is this. We used to just vote it. We used to vote this before the bowl games. We'd say, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's the national champion. Now go play an exhibition. That's what we used to do. And they used to just do it ignorantly. Just like, what'd you do? Well, I don't know. I went and sent some telegrams from the three games that I saw. Notre Dame play. They must be the greatest team in the world. I saw them beat Michigan State 9-6 incredible meanwhile there's it's probably much better teams out there that never even got the kind of attention they needed in order to go out and wreck shop and win national titles because they were playing in a very very narrow isolated media environment yeah we're just gonna do that again we're just gonna i like how everybody has suddenly like shed their modern skins just <laughs> peeled it off their face and now we're all grantland rice again right Lo, I have observed teams, and in their five victories, the Ohio State Buckeyes have proved that they are the cat's pajamas. In their conquest over Rutgers, which invented football. (laughs) Over the Heartland Boys from Indiana, coached by Tom Allen, the preacher's son. I don't know if Tom Allen's actually a preacher's son. That just sounds like... (laughs) That just sounds like some sort of stupid appositive that they would attach to him, right? Some clause to describe him, right? The preacher's son, the riverboat gambler, the prairie man himself. Tom Allen might be a time traveler. You get a good look at him like that. He he might be from the 1940s. Tom Allen might be from like the 20s. I could see that. Could you see Tom Allen being like, yeah, that revenuer? Don't mess with him. He's killed eight eight bootleggers this week. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's for it for rankings talk. NC State is ranked. We got to get out of here. Bail. Oh, man. <laughs> Close that tab. God. That'd be, we could just vote on that, y'all. I mean, seriously, we could do that. The Wolf Pack rampaging down from the mountains. <laughs> we could just, we could just go ahead and decide that was going to happen, right? You know, 
I can, traded my vote for some bathtub gin. Could, do you think you could confidently name three teams NC State has beaten? Mm, they have beaten Syracuse? eight teams. They've, be- <laughs> they've beaten eight teams. Yeah. By the way, um, can, like how how long has the ACC been playing football this year? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're ACC. If you told me. If you go, hey, listen, did you know that Syracuse is twenty four and thirty eight? I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, NC they State got... somehow got in basically a full season. So did I... Syracuse is <laughs> one in ten. Syracuse played eleven games. Why? Have you been playing midnight snack games in the middle of the week while we weren't looking? Have you scheduled like? Did you play Galatasaray? Did you go down and play like Bimbo FC out of uh, La Liga? Is that is that what happened? Because I like, did you play other sports? Is what I'm asking. Because again, we're we're rolling this back. You look at old schedules and you see like NC State versus Woodward Men's Academy. <laughs> what? <laughs> or or just like a town? Like they played Tilden. What was Tilden? They're like, yeah, it was a squad team from like Tilden, Georgia. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think NC State's padding the schedule here. Boston I know they beat. College. I know. Did you I know, take a tour through Canada? Hmm? <laughs> did Did you play the Red Blacks? Is that a thing that happened? Did you refer to them in all caps? Because the Red Blacks actually make you write out Red Blacks when you write about oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The The thing that I I know they beat Syracuse, and I know that NC State. Um, God, they beat Wake. Am I right on that? That's that's usually a good guess, and yes, correct. Yeah, no, I mean I remember those two distinctly. Believe it or not, I do remember those two. Uh, everything else is just a cookout scented blur. Yep, uh, I will I will preserve the mystery for you. I will refuse Thank to reveal. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think if you're like, wow, I really wish I'd listened to this podcast and figured out who <laughs> NC State beat. That's what the internet's for. We don't have to talk about that. No one needs to know. Yeah. Um. Also, by the way, in the playoff rankings, good luck, y'all, because Barry Alvarez is going to be out here. Barry Alvarez is going to be shaking them trees. Barry Alvarez is going to be calling people, wheeling, dealing. Barry Alvarez is going to buy some Omaha steaks for some people. He's going to be out here just selling the hell out of the Big Ten. To get two and two Wisconsin into something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There is one of my favorite spectacles coming up this week. It is, uh, I believe, an underrated rivalry that the quality thereof doesn't really vary. I like it because this rivalry game seems detached from the rest of reality. The two teams coming in could have opposite records. One could be 9-1. and one. The other one could be 1-9. and nine. And the records truly do reset. And I believe the results of this game over the years completely validate this, particularly... Uh, particularly when it comes to one Arizona State coming in with a good record. Yeah, that's the Territorial Cup. Is it more intense than everyone knows? Hell, yes, it is. Especially in Tucson. The stands get weird. Get really weird. A couple years ago when Iowa played there, man, you know who doesn't get along with Arizona fans? Iowa fans. (laughs) These are people who have nothing in common. Um, It is on a Friday and it is in mid-December at this point. <laughs> Coming up on mid-December. <laughs> oh, so those I, Arizona Decembers. If I sold you on Herm, a very confused Herm Edwards. We I'm must be in the playoffs. Because, I'm not saying that because he's old. I'm saying that because it's Herm Edwards coaching in the middle of a pandemic with a team that I believe has played five games? Uh, Arizona has played four. They are 0 and 4. Uh, Arizona State has played two games. They are 0 and 2. Yeah. Um, if Arizona loses, this will be their first winless season ever. Uh, ASU has pulled off far worse before, so no worries for our Sun Devils if they no, merely no, go 0 no. and 3. <laughs> they've they've <laughs> been through much worse than that. A desperate game between two fan bases that actually genuinely despise each other in some of the strangest settings in college football with absolutely nothing to lose and nothing to win. That's perfection. That is absolute perfection, y'all. It is really bizarre to still be having rivalry weekend. Like, the whole sport (laughs) pivots around Thanksgiving, right? When we have, in some years, we have Ohio State playing Michigan. 
you know, we had we, the, the Iron Ball, Egg Ball, but like this shit is just scattered all over the place, and now it's happening during Army Navy. <laughs> like Army Navy is happening in a regular weekend, which I, I like that because we will um, the 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 television viewer at home choosing between games will be uh, will quickly discover how much they actually like watching Army Navy when it turns out they have other options. Uh, well, no, no pun intended, of course, because all the options are in that place, but. Yeah, everything's still a big mess. Still a big what? So what? Let's see what's going on during actual. Uh, I like I was gonna say actual sentence. An zero and two Arizona State enters this game, trying to get its first win in December to go to one and two with Coach Herm Edwards. <laughs> 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 oh uh, man! Competing not... a, competing against Army Navy is. Uh, Actually, yeah, just watch Army Navy. You're, you'll be fine. No just worries. Watch Army, just watch Army Navy. The game, the game that, the game that four years ago the president elect attended and said, you know, it's really not the best football. <laughs> 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 That's when you knew it's going to be heat. He showed up. Everyone's like, yeah. He immediately goes to the booth. He's like, this ain't shit. Yeah, yeah soldiers, soldiers suck at uh, sports. They're not. It's not their. It's not their thing. You're not the biggest or the strongest. Um, you know what? I think it's time for a little bit of business. A little oh, bit indeed. Of, yeah, a little bit of podcast business. Podcast business. What's a business? Podcast business. It's a business in the desert. Arizona fraud. I don't know what Arizona fraud is, other than my new line of men's clothing coming. Arizona out. Uh, fraud. Jason, let's like... pay some. Let's pay some bills so we can commit some Arizona fraud. If you would like to accumulate uh, finance financial gains without Arizona fraud, Whoa. wink, wink. Acorns is the country's leading saving and investing app. You don't have to be rich to start investing. Thank goodness for that. You can save and invest in the background of life. It'll skim a few pennies off your purchases, put them in the magic portal. You can also set up a few bucks each week to go into the magic portal. And every single time, maybe not necessarily every single time, every other time you look at your magic portal, you'll have more dollars and cents in there than you did the previous time. Investors who have been uh, locked in and glued to my investment performance know that we have grown our pile from two cents to 46 cents. Uh, if that were to grow at an exponential rate, that'd be, that'd be uh, roughly a trillion dollars at some point in the future. Uh, past performance is not a guarantee of future results, of course, but trillion dollars available for you at acorns.com slash fullcast to claim your $5 bonus when you sign up. And sooner or later, it'll be a trillion dollars. I mean, eventually. It's just going to happen. You, you know what? Just like just like getting aboard the lane train, this is a process, and the process is the goal, not the destination. So this week, I think I'm gonna put a little money down. I think I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna plant some seeds. Yeah. See if we can get. See if we can get a tree, get some acorns, shake them out. You can get started in just under five minutes. You can also. Uh, you, you can you can set the kids up with the savings account. Acorns early. You can set up retirement. You can you can get you a heavy metal debit card. It's got all sorts of all sorts of fixins to it. Or you can just go with the trillion dollar plan. Acorns.com slash fullcast. Oh, that's 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 beautiful, man. That's absolutely beautiful. Uh we got a couple other things while we're doing uh some plugs here. Uh I would like to go ahead and plug again Thinking Out Loud, the television show. Uh or as I call it, a Zoom call on TV, because it's a pandemic. And we're all in different studios. Uh, we have two shows left on our beautiful tour this fall. That is Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network. Myself, uh, fellow Moon Crew member Richard Johnson, Georgia great Brandon Boykin, and Alyssa Lang, who's just, man, like, impressive as hell. If you see the person who is running the show and also providing commentary and putting everything together, uh, there's pretty much like two people in the business. There's like Alyssa Lang and Ernie Johnson. That That's it. And and I will tell you this, uh, you know, Ernie Johnson, sure, he's got he's got to put up with Shaq. Alyssa's got to put up with uh, with me. So just weigh those weigh those two things together. The way we like, I think she's I think she's got as difficult a challenge, but does it both times. Go ahead. If you're a Nielsen household, let me know. I'll bribe you with a muffin. 
I will mail you a muffin. I'll put it in the United States Postal Service. If you'll do that, hit record series. You don't even have to watch it. You should watch it. I didn't say that. I'm trying to picture the, you and Shaq, like a host trying to wrangle you and Shaq at the same time. I know what to do with Shaq, which is just let him, like literally let him throw you around. I would just do the jackass thing. You know how like Shaq used to jump on Wee Man's back in Jackass, even though Wee Man was like three feet tall? Um, I would just do that. I would just attack him because Shaq would be like, ha ha, physically superior. Yeah. You just throw That's me around. I've met, Ch I've met Chuck and Chuck is, Chuck is a lot. Chuck's cool as hell, but Chuck is like literally like a huge toddler. Like you kind of have to pull him out of things. You have to say, please, that's don't don't put your finger in that socket, Chuck. Like, I want to put my finger in the socket. And then you kind of want to let him, right? When he says it. Yeah, yeah. And he'll he'll look to like the authority figures in the room, like the PR people who are there to observe you and go, "Hey, I'm gonna put my finger in this light socket over here. Y'all y'all gonna stop me or not? Huh? I guess you don't love me. Just <laughs> let me do this." But but does he hit you with conflict? But like but if but if you did love me, you'd let me do what I want to do. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna put my finger in the light socket. I might though. And then he'll just do the show. Um, other things to plug besides thinking out loud on the SEC network, seven PM Eastern Mondays. Uh, a couple of other things. I did a great I did a great podcast with Bomani because Bomani only does great podcasts, um, and that's obviously why he had me on. Uh, we talked about Diego Armando Maradona. Uh, that's on the right time, available on all of your Spotify's. Uh, it was great. I, I'm just plugging it because I just thought it was cool. We got to talk about Diego Armando Maradona, like a truly titanic sports figure with an equally titanic cocaine problem. In other words, my favorite things all combined into one story. Um, and then finally, uh, she is off tonight due to a shot voice. But Holly's been working on a very cool project that she wanted to plug, which is Ground Game Georgia. That's out at Ground Game Pod on Twitter. If you want to follow along, the website is groundgamepod.com. It is the podcast devoted to compelling first-person stories from inside on-the-ground organizations here in this Georgia Senate runoff. In case you didn't know, the road to American democracy runs right down I-75. It's going to stop at the King Frog Outlet in Valdosta. It's going to go through the reading capital of Tifton, Georgia. It's going to going to make a stop by the uh, the Warner Robins Air Museum. They got a Bucky's. They got a Bucky's. Warner Robins. They do. They do. They got a, they they got a Bucky's now. So democracy probably going to get some beaver nuggets. <laughs> Maybe a little pick me up some coffee and a. A, a chopped beef barbecue sandwich, a little brisket then, on the <laughs> pick up right? a, pick up a deer stand and a and, deer a, and a pork sandwich and uh, let's see uh, we need some uh, some overalls and democracy's gonna spend way too much money at a gas station is what we're saying which is I think the essence of democracy itself. Uh, Ground game pod is Holly Anderson and Marcus Ellsworth, uh, both superb people with incredible podcast voices. If they are listening to this. Um, I've listened to the first episode already. It is compelling uh, and focuses on the people who are really trying to turn the tide, electorally speaking, and change the way we do things here in Georgia. You won't hear that anywhere else. So go listen to it. Ground Game Pod. Ground Game Georgia. An amazing collection of stories. Um, you got anything else, Jason, before we move on with the rest of the show? Let me go ahead and plug a pod as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The Vacation Bible School Podcast. Uh, with myself and my wife, Emily, who once burned down an apartment building because she wanted to heat McDonald's at 2 a.m. Uh, we are taking a break from our journey through the Hebrew Bible. We're going to do New Testament, a little bit of New Testament. We'll get a little Jesus. We're going to do a Christmas episode. Uh, it'll be up uh, around uh, at some point after this one. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, anybody who's been hesitant to dive into the old stuff, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the, the beautiful baby. Uh, so yeah. Uh, also, Home Field Apparel, the shirt company with the world's most comfortable and snuggly collegiate apparel. Also, Moon Crew and Moon Crew Adjacent Apparel, available on 
the website homefieldapparel.com. Uh, an important note for my friends at Homefield. Uh, on the holiday season, COVID-19 has brought supply chain disruptions and increased online shopping, which means overwhelmed shipping services. In order to ensure a timely delivery, we recommend that you place your order as soon as possible. If you're hoping to receive your items on or before December 24th, please place your order no later than December 10th. This episode is posting on December 9th, so that means go ahead and hustle to get your North Dakota State and um, Wofford and um, Colorado School of Mines. Oh man, and I gotta put I gotta put a huge order in tomorrow. Like I'm thinking, I gotta buy like I'm pretty much gonna do that for everybody I can't get to. It's just send them some like home field gear. That means in, uh, up to and including sending uh, my mom the, uh, the 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 zap shirt for zot. Set, I'm sorry, the zot shirt. Zot, zot, uh, zot, 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 zot. <laughs> That's, I'll have to send him that because uh, I believe that's UC Santa Cruz. Is that? No, I got it wrong. The one's the anteaters and one's the banana slugs. Yeah, no, UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa, uh, I will get this correct. Um, but yeah, I need to send it like a ton of home field gear to people. So I got to do it tomorrow, y'all. You should do the same. We got a, we got a promo code. For the good people at Homefield who are currently not sleeping and surviving on candy gifted to them by no escalators. <laughs> Promo code FULLCAST if That's you have it. not yet placed an order, which I assume most of you have. But if you have not, it is time to go hard for Christmas. You see Santa Cruz? You see Santa Barbara? More like you see Santa because it's That's you. Correct. You're Santa. You're the one dropping off the big bag of sweatshirts. Yeah. Clogging up and, the and chimney with big puffy sweatshirts. <laughs> <laughs> just zot all the way down that chimney <laughs> cram the whole chimney full of big midwestern so it's good for the insulation we're letting uh, out cold air through this chimney <laughs> i say this it, home field does things so well they had an alabama shirt that i almost ordered i figured Damn. it was too much culturally for me to put on and rep an alabama shirt it's too much to explain it's too much for me to carry and i didn't want to steal valor from everybody who Bravely soldiered through the Mike DeBose years. But still, that's how good they are. Considered getting an Alabama shirt. So, yeah. Homefieldapparel.com. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful people. All from the great heartland of Indiana. I believe that's the end of business. That is the end of business. I, I got one more game I want to mention, which is this. Uh, late night Saturday. I mean, I know we got LSU Florida. You know, which like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I want to believe that I want to believe that we're going to shred an extremely dysfunctional team that cannot play pass coverage. But being the pessimist that I am, I will believe it when I see it. How many? Let's see. You are favored by. Uh, I forget this one for some reason. I, I think it's like twenty points. Seems grim. <laughs> no pressure. Have fun no with pressure. that. Seems very very grim. I don't know. They can't play pass defense. They've been awful. Everybody else is arguing with everybody. I don't even know who's talking to each other. Like after the season, we're gonna read some post script, some sort of post boredom on them from somebody who just does nothing but writes down all the gossip that all the coaches wanted to talk about each other the entire season. And we're gonna find out some insane stuff like, Yeah, man, Ed was only speaking to everybody in, in Latin. He was he was that angry. He reverted he reverted to the tongue of the ancient Lord. That's what I mean, that's what he was speaking. Bo Pelini might just record himself saying all that. We might not even need a reporter to write it down. <laughs> Bo, Bo just might Bo, Bo might go live on the us stream. I feel like Bo Pelini would go live on us stream. He's not going to do it on a contemporary platform. No, he's going to like old school Joe Rogan and be like, "Yeah, I'm on the us stream. I'm just going to talk. I'm going to let y'all know the truth about what was happening." Bo Pelini on Justin.tv. Yeah, Carl Polini holding the flashlight as a light. Okay. Both Polini go, man. on lockers with a Z airing everybody out. <laughs> You're like, this runs on flash. I can't even hear you. <laughs> Bo Polini um, go on Homestar Runner. <laughs> I don't really know what on earth is happening. That just looks like a team run by a bunch of people who are arguing with each other, and the players are just kind of lost. That's not any inside information on my part. It's just based on seeing teams 
because the players are trying. There are players out there putting in good effort. There's players putting in bad effort, but there are players out there who really care and who are trying really, really hard. None of them know where to go, and apparently none of the people in charge know where to put them. That's that's what I see. Sure. And I see a I see a Florida team that can pass the ball. That seems to be uh, that seems to be a recipe for continued disaster. But again, as pessimistic and as panicked as I can be about Florida. I'm just going to believe it when I see it. There is a much more compelling game to me, and that would be Purdue-Indiana, because it's a Buckethead special, y'all. Who loves the bucket? You love the bucket. We're going to win that bucket. Yeah, we. Indiana, because this is, of course, an Indiana Hoosiers football podcast now, and we love each other. We love you. That's that's. Uh, I love Jason. We love everybody, right? We're a special team. We're a special team. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it with our with our father, Tom Allen. That's all we do. <laughs> Just hug each other. Just love on each other. I feel like that's what they do in Indiana practice. Like, like you know the the thing where it's not just love each other; it's love on each other. That's yeah. the Indiana difference. It is. It's the it's the cuddles have made them fierce. You know, <laughs> hey, you know what other animals like to cuddle and then go out and kill bears. Mm-hmm. Bears, they're very very affectionate. And then they go out and rip someone's hide off. It's pretty what what better describes the Indiana Hoosier experience? Monday through Saturday, cuddles, weight training, and sleep. It's very bear like. Then they just go out and, and you know they they just eat a Girl Scout camp on on Saturday. That that's what they do. And wow. on Sunday, I thought you were gonna yeah. say Girl Scout cookies, but no. No, Girl Scouts. They just go raid like a Wow, yeah. okay. They just they just they just crash like Camp Philmont. Eat a bunch of Boy Scouts, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> nature red and tooth and claw, but I didn't think it would be me. Purdue, why I would advise red? you to avoid this football game. If uh, why is nature red and tooth and claw, by the way? Because they wear Indiana red. See? Uh-huh. Yeah. Also from the blood and the screaming. Yeah. Also the uh the the red and white uh candy stripes. It's very like evil clown vibe so yeah the evil clown bears are here to cuddle you <laughs> yeah pennywise the bear is here for you oh <laughs> i know it's adorable um yeah this is this is by the way the game also where you're gonna see this a lot more on twitter which is why are we paying why are we paying brome this much money i've seen them pile up with her two fans as as the season has worn on which i don't know it, it's there, there's <laughs> there's people I feel like making real demands of in terms of producing in any year in college football. Ryan Day, Ryan Day is currently at the helm of Ohio State football, a roster as stacked as any, not just in college football, but really in the contemporary history of the game, right up there in terms of sheer talent. I feel like you shouldn't screw it up. I feel like you should probably be. More than competitive in every single game. I don't know if I feel like I can make those same demands of the coach of the Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah, I mean, 2018 season, which was the year that established Brom as a, a genius, which we kind of suspected at the time. Rondale Moore probably has a whole lot to do with that. Uh, 2019, Rondale plays three full games. This year, he has also played three full games. So... That's a, a little bit of a factory adjustment for you there. Uh, this is uh, not necessarily a good sign for next year when Rondale Moore plays zero games for Brahms Boilermakers, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two and two and three in the Big Ten. Not you know, two and three period. Uh, not really. Not not. I think what they wanted, but you know what? I'm also gonna go with y'all. I don't know what you expected. To, you know, Purdue to be. In like what is obviously going to be a a year where your roster depth is going to be more than tested, where you're going to miss a bunch of practices, and where you're not really going to be able to solve a lot of the problems that a football team uh, has to solve when you are playing as Purdue and not Clemson or Ohio State. So yeah, it's kind kind of what I'm thinking. You're probably gonna probably gonna get your ass put by Indiana. That's that feels that doesn't even feel weird to say anymore. That's how I know we're in a different spot, man. Yeah, well, it's Purdue. 
It's, uh, <laughs> it's, no, it's it's Jeff Brom. It's a different day. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in the notes, you have listed Fresno State, New Mexico, as I believe I the did. last item before mailbag. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. If you're a gambler <laughs> and and you value action over results, you might want to invest in a, a Fresno State game. Yeah, Just do it. I uh, I do not have this on the board. This is this is beyond even me. I I do have, uh, I I am going with UNLV plus twenty one point five against Hawaii. That's my most disgusting selection of the week. I don't. Yeah, I was going to say if you have that bet, I don't know if you can judge me telling people to look. <laughs> That's a lot of points, is the thing. I think so. you're just. Lo- I think you're just looking across the brothel, going, "Well, that's weird," but look what I'm doing. Well. Sure, I'm saying, I'm saying we all have our things. It's fine. <laughs> We're all getting through it. However, uh, however <laughs> don't, don't look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> it's uh, 21. That's a key number, and we're getting the extra half point. So, the rebels. All here right. we go. Yeah, uh, Fresno State turnover happy, uh, inconsistent, kind of occasionally explosive and multiple directions <laughs> if you told me wow fresno state scored a touchdown across the field you mean like not toward the end zone no no they scored one on the sideline they tunneled go. they tunneled wow okay yeah they did it the fresno state nevada game this past weekend ah oh, what a blast it was it was very entertaining if i was a fresno state fan i might have jumped off a very tall building watching it but for me it was really exciting so i encourage you Take a peek at Fresno State, New Mexico. If you've got indigestion, you can't sleep on Saturday night. Or if you're just a degenerate, looking to do degenerate things. This is the midweek episode. We're going to go ahead and do the one listener mailbag. By that, we mean we just pick one question. We ask everybody. We pick the finest one. And I will tell you, there is a trick for getting us to pick this. Some of you might have figured it out. I will tell you, many have not. In terms of what we won't answer. The Primordial Goo on Twitter. If you want to follow that handle. It goes by the name Bryce. But it's at Primordial Goo. Superb name. Ask us one that we had to take. What ancient civilizations would develop into competitive P5 programs? Strong. That's Can I strike one question. right off the top? Yeah, take them out. The Mongols. Um, fearsome, mighty mm-hmm. empire. The, the One of the most horrifying things in the history of Earth. But uh, where's the recruiting base? Where's the recruiting territory, right? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, not only is it is it desolate, it's, the, it's, you know, people far, far, far apart. They're also always on the move. It's like if Nebraska changed conferences or something. That would be horrible. Right, I feel like Nebraska abandoned Texas and just started trying to recruit like Wisconsin and Ohio. It'd be terrible. It just it would just fall apart. It wouldn't last. You know, like the like Genghis Khan's empire. Yeah, I mean, I sort of think of them as you know, like I do really think of them as like Nebraska, right? I think that's a great comparison because yeah, the scariest thing I've ever seen. Where'd they go? <laughs> some say they're still out there on the prairies i mean i say this as somebody who watched the 1995 nebraska huskers take my team apart like a cheap chicken okay like yeah scariest football team i've ever seen also like they, Genghis khan they say uh most people on earth you can trace their genes back to herbie husker <laughs> literally their genes <laughs> the jeans that Herbie Husker wears they're yours give me back my wear. blue jeans <laughs> my extremely blue jeans my ironed blue jeans yeah take that one take that one off the board okay completely like just just take it I think that I'm going to have to say that as a power program uh, I'm going to go the Chin Dynasty the Chin Dynasty you know why they had a recruiting area, and they built the wall around it, <laughs> just nice. like Shimbe- just like Howard Schembechler at Miami. The Chin Dynasty under Chin Shihuang, 
unified the empire, dominated its territory, created their own culture. We talk about culture. You want to know, you know, you say, oh, man, you know, that Coastal Carolina program, they got great culture. Coaches love to talk about culture, right? Nick Saban, that man has created a great culture. Dabo Swinney, you know who doesn't have shit on Chin Shivong? Dabo Swinney, because you know what? Did Chin unify a bureaucracy? Did Chin strike as far south as Hanoi? No, he only recruits down to Miami. That's as far as Dabo goes. Chin's across the whole continent. Chin Shihuang. Definitely a magnetic personality, an outstanding uh, recruiter. Because really, what's a, what's a better way to recruit somebody than by force? Also, uh, Chin, uh, the guy who uh, had all the books burned and all the scholars buried. Why? Because he ain't come here to play school. Hey, facilities? Top facilities? notch. <laughs> Top notch. Not only did he build the wall, you seen you seen that terracotta army? You seen <laughs> that's the that's the scout team. That's the scout team. Come on, that man. It really is like when they when they when they walk you through the facility and they're like, look at all these jerseys we got. This could be you, stud, right? Uh-huh. And they show you the thirty the thirty uniform combinations. Thirty? How about ten thousand? Yeah. And also, by the way, you know what else he built? Roads. You want to know why? Got to knock on doors. Got to go mm-hmm. talk to some mamas. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's totally. And, and and by the way, like all great builders, really believed that he was going to live forever, and was obsessed <laughs> was obsessed with acquiring immortality. That's and believed that there was a, an elixir of life that he could uh, that he could maintain. Which, as we all know, that that's exactly that's exactly what Bear Bryant tried with RC Cola. That is correct. It so, worked for a while. It worked, yeah. It really um, did. It, Golden let me Flake recommend. Chips? I'm going to recommend the Aztecs. Um, okay. Because if you want to survive in college football, got to be a little ruthless. Got to be a little cutthroat. Maybe literally. Maybe cut a throat. Maybe cut a chest. Maybe pull a heart out. Maybe 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 uh, sl- slaughter a person on top of the football facility, kick their body, <laughs> bouncing down the side of the stadium. Sacrifice to the sun god. It's got to be warm outside. If you're going to practice, can't be cold. If you're going to if you're going to come here, you're going to you're going to endure our humid temperatures, right? We we need that home field advantage. Um so yeah, mm-hmm. we, we we you know, we, hey 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 northern kids, come on down and play in the sun. Like, oh shit, now we got to get the sun come up. We better we better sacrifice some folks. So, uh and yeah, I don't I don't know what better defines college football than just just cranking through folks. You the coach left, next one up, right? Uh, that's a really see. that's an interesting that's an interesting pick because um uh, because they're neutral. They, I think they're pretty much comparable to a '70s program or an '80s program that was really dominant. Uh, that later had trouble because they're uh their nutrition program really wasn't all that it's all corn can't be a mon. you can't be a monoculture is what i'm saying and hope to sustain greatness yeah well i yeah and and it it, it is sometimes theorized that the Aztecs did this because like they didn't have cows they needed protein they needed meat right and yeah. uh so there you go that's strength program yeah that there you go they just needed to work on that i think um if we're looking at at empires, I've already got the chin in here. Um, is it cheating? All right. If I just say, I think, I think Rome would be pretty good. I mean, just stretching. I know. Just a guess. <laughs> stretching. Be okay. Stretching all the way east and west. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty good. I just think they had a good record. Call me crazy. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, they, yeah, they were kind of the Oklahoma, right? Where it's just like, yeah, we just win 11 games a year forever. Yeah. Just indefinitely. Also, also, do you do something cool? Okay. We'll do that now. Yeah. That's now our that's thing, our now. thing. <laughs> yeah. That, that's cool. 
What else do you do? You know, you can just be one of us. We'll just keep, you know, just keep absorbing whatever you do and keep evolving. Actually, you know what? That's that's definitely Oklahoma, isn't it? Oh my god. Hey, you guys have a cool offense. We're gonna do that. You have a cool defense. Yeah, we're gonna do that too. Oh, you get you got a cool religion, huh? Okay, yeah, that's ours now. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. We yeah, got a, a guy who wears a big hat. Big old big old it'd be a cowboy hat in Oklahoma, but big big old hat now. Collection of collection of powerful and problematic Caesars. Yep. Yep, got those. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, by the way, that this makes Julius Caesar Barry Switzer. <laughs> Which uh, that's only because you're like, well, who'd get stabbed? Well, Julius that, Caesar, and also but, like, how do you make his name by like swaggering around and kicking ass and talking a lot of shit about it, right? Like he, he went, <laughs> he went up and like beat the shit out of the Gauls and like wrote back about how awesome he was. And everyone's like, oh yeah, this dude talks a lot of shit. He's very cool. <laughs> we should put this him dude, in charge of everything. This dude's the other. <laughs> that's it. He wants to wear like weird robes. <laughs> like oh, that's Barry Switzer, sure. And and who was the who was who was the brute who pulled the et to? That's right, Jerry Jones. <laughs> That's Jerry Jones. Who by the like by the way, one of the conspirators, you know, like I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap him in with Mark Anthony. If you were like, Yeah, I don't know where he went, he's off with some weird Egyptian lady. <laughs> well, that could be Jerry Jones too. <laughs> um I would like to strike the Babylonians because uh Hammurabi, writing down laws. We don't do laws. This is college football, nerd. <laughs> Trying to get everybody in trouble. Hammer. That's the NCA. Babylon's the NCAA. Get that shit out of here. <laughs>